There's a story that is true about a young girl, and we have many of them here. We're blessed with young children that are, that are worshiping with us at this very moment. And this family, which included this young girl, was having their dinner out in a restaurant like we see all the time. But the little girl started gagging. She got choked on something she was eating, and she could not cough it up. Her parents started panicking. They started hitting on her on the back, and they, they started yelling for help, and they, started, they said, is there anybody in here that can help us in the restaurant? And then there's a call for 911. And then a lady comes over and gently picks up the young girl and puts her over her lap and then starts applying pressure. And this young lady starts coughing, and then she coughs it up. Whatever got caught in there, she coughed it up. The mother of the child says, thank you, thank you, thank you to the lady that helped the young lady start breathing again. And the lady that did the uh, good deed says, no, don't thank me, thank God. You see, I was supposed to go to another restaurant tonight, but some reason or another, our plans were changed, so I came to this restaurant. God wanted me here. God wanted Daisy in that room with that Christian so that the two of them will be stronger than one. I have a cousin that years ago, 15 let's say, He shared with me as we were having dinner that he felt like there were no longer any miracles in the world. You can tell he didn't spend much time in church. I love him dearly, great cousin. But that that wasn't the way he was raised, and he didn't have the comprehension of knowing the many, many miracles. His wife did, but he didn't. But today, not only does Joe have that relationship with God, But so do both his daughters. They post on the family site what God has done for them. And they they believe in it very strongly. And yet there is a large group in the United States that they do not believe. They do not believe that there is a God. They do not believe there are miracles, similar to what my cousin said. He thought all of the miracles had ceased once they wrote the Bible. Now, he has been in the hospital many times with heart issues, and he has been right there on the edge of death. And that will give you new faith and a new believing. When those doctors say that your doctor is more powerful than my doctor, who is the... uh, uh, Orthopedic surgeon that goes to uh, Childress, Souter. He does not have anyone go in to surgery without praying for them first. There are many of the doctors that understand there is a God and it's not them. It's not them. I was, uh, I was blessed while in Austin by saying to the doctors that I will, I'll be praying for you. And then the doctor thanked me for that. 
said, thank you for the prayers. People in our society, people in your family, need help. There are those that are in families in which mother and father just cannot get along. There's more arguing than there is discussion. There is more tribulations in the family, and it's not a place of peace and harmony, and the kids hear every bit of this. They're torn apart. And one of the members, or maybe both of them, or maybe mother and daddy are saying, Lord, please bring us a miracle. Please, please bring us a miracle. So that our family is one in, in love and in praise for Jesus Christ Himself. Lord, please. Because the counselor hasn't helped. Going to church periodically hadn't helped. We need a miracle. God, if you are there, we need a miracle. How about the lady, could be the gentleman, that lost her spouse and wandering around, going through the motions of life, but wandering around in a fog. I've been in fogs many a time and didn't really realize it until later that I was just going through the motions. Surely you've been there. That you've been there and you were just going through the motions and yet your mind really wasn't clear. And with grief, as we've discussed in that grief class that we've had for so many years, that grief hangs on and on. One lady shared with us that it's been 10 years since she lost her husband and she's never been able to really grieve. Not able to grieve. And when she did, it was as difficult as it would have been with you the third or fourth or sixth month. She was in a cloud for those many months, those many years. We see it. We see people that have habits that are so detrimental to everybody. And yet, they, those habits cling to us. Like, like a wet t-shirt would. And we try and we try to break these bad habits, but no matter how hard we try, we still go back to it because the flesh is so, so very weak. So we ask God for a miracle. Ask God for a miracle. I have seen it. I have seen it when someone I love very dearly was having a drinking problem. And I was trying to get him to go to AA and he wouldn't go. But somehow or another, he worked up the courage himself with the help of Jesus Christ to quit drinking. I always respect anybody in the AA program or any other kind of program that they are in that helps them get through a bad habit. I'm just thankful that I never liked cigarettes because I don't think I'd ever given them up. I am not that disciplined. I'm just not. But we ask for a miracle. God, send us a miracle. We need a miracle. We see them in the operating room. And that's the ones that most of the time people talk about. There are those situations in which someone has actually been declared dead. And yet, they come out of it. It has happened many times. 
but a miracle. That is the miracle. Or someone is rushed into the, uh, to the, uh, the emergency room. And while in the emergency room, then this heart issue all of a sudden turns around. It's a miracle. The doctor says, rush him over here because he is experiencing what we know as the widow maker. And yet they get there and everything's fine because they ask for a miracle. As I look around this room, many of you have shared miracles in your life. Y'all have shared them with me. And y'all have said it was no other way would these occurrences happen except for God himself. We have talked about relationships that are so divided, we don't even know where our loved ones live. And yet, some reason, somehow, they find Jesus Christ and they come home. They come home. A friend of mine in, in Lubbock had that experience. This lady's husband got their daughter, started using drugs. She was using drugs and she ran off to California. For two years, there was no contact whatsoever with this daughter. And then they get the phone call. And the daughter is in El Paso. And she says, Mom, can I come home? Can I come home? To this day, that daughter is as strong a believer in Jesus Christ as anyone I know. For so many times, those issues that we work through, through, make us stronger than we were ever before. Stronger. Because our faith is stronger. Before that miracle, before this happened, then there was doubt. We've all been there where we've had prayers, but without any real passion, not even sure God's hearing us. Not sure, but we're going to pray anyway. And then there's that miracle in their life. And that miracle leaves them someplace they have never been before. Because our Father is still in the miracle business. He's still touching hearts. He's still bringing people back together. He's still healing Families, still healing the husband and wife's relationships, relationships with the children. He's still healing people in the hospital. He's still performing miracles to this very day and tomorrow and the next day and forever until that second coming and then it's going to be the greatest healing of all. In the book of Psalms, the 34th chapter, the 17th verse, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all of their troubles. He hears us crying out. Just like when Moses and the, and the Hebrews were marching out of Egypt. He had heard their cries, their, their pleas. They had been in captivity for 400 years and they were pleading to the Lord and He heard them. And then there was that great exodus. He's still doing that. Maybe we will not see 
a million or two million people come out of bondage. But there are individuals that come out of bondage because of bad health, bad relationships, bad habits, whatever. They come out of that slavery because once you're entwined in a, in a habit that is so debil- dis- the, yeah, easy for you to say, dis- disabling, then you don't realize how restrictive you have been that whole time. But He's still turning us loose. He's still freeing the slaves. There are some this very day that are homeless. In Lubbock, I worked with a group that provided shelter for the homeless. I was very proud of that. Everyone we helped were living out of their car. Most of the time it was a single parent with two or three children. But sometimes it was mother and father. And a part of the program was when they came in, then the provider had to seek a job. And I saw one lady, and she had three jobs. Three jobs. And if it hadn't have been for this program, she wouldn't have had anyone else taking care of her children. But she was working so hard. She had a job in the morning, one late at night, and then another one on a Saturday. She'd get on the bus and go from point A and B, and she, she was working, you know, extremely hard. She was trying to take care of her family. Most of them were able to get a job and get back into a real life. And it's one step at a time, and maybe individuals don't realize it, but each step is another miracle. Just the fact that we had shelter there, because we had not had shelter in that community the entire time that I had lived there until this program came along, until somebody had the vision to start it. People helping people, because Jesus Christ helps us all. Those of us that are Christians, we have the responsibility to reach out to those, those that are homeless, those that need care. And I can say this community does a very good job of it. A very good job. But there's still a lot of work to do. In the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, the first verse, Therefore, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives us life has set you free. Free from the law and free from the death. Because Christians will leave. The law that is mentioned there is talking about the Hebrew laws. For Jesus Christ freed us from those laws that we could never live to satisfy. He freed us and took the chains chains off of all of us and set us free. Set us free in knowing that yes, we are sinners, but there is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is there and He's already paid the price for my sins and I am free. I am free. I am free at last. As Martin Luther King said, I am free at last because of Jesus Christ. If you believe that Jesus Christ 
has died for your sins, would you please stand up? If you believe Jesus Christ has saved you, saved you from the bondage of slavery, then please stand up. If you believe there is a hereafter, that you know that after the physical body is laid down, that we will have eternity with our loved ones and with Jesus Christ, please stand up. Now I'd like for you to join in singing, please. Amazing Grace. The choir is going to lead us, but I want you to join in also. You that believe, you believe that He lives. You that believe that He is in you. You that believe that He is guiding you and directing you. You that believe there is a Jesus Christ and He is alive. He is alive today. Amazing grace, how sweet the